0: Welcome to the Dope Black Woman Podcast. The podcast where we share stories of black excellence as part of our safe digital sisterhood. I'm Leanne Levos,
2: I'm Roshan, you can call me Shan. I'm Livs. This week we'll be discussing mental health with Vic Sanusi. So guys, today we've got a very special guest, Victoria Sanusi. Yay! Hey. Hey. So Victoria, what we like to ask, well, let's say Vicks. So I feel like we're friends now. We've yeah, been bonding. We hold these, man. We've been bonding. What we like to ask our guests when they come on mm. is how are they like to be introduced and what makes you a dope black woman?
3: Ooh, uh, Vic, Vicky. No one calls me Vicky, actually, yeah. Do you know what? I have this ongoing debate, like mm. what is my name? Do you know what it's Victoria? <laughs> let's just go Victoria. Okay. Um, we're not friends anymore. Actually, no. <laughs>
2: I just went backwards. Cool. I'm <laughs> you cool, whatever. I'm I'm really I'm really easy. Uh
3: what makes me dope? Um oh actually do you know what? I I would like to think I champion other people, especially black women. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think I do that. So yeah, that's that's,
0: that's very what I dope. do. Yeah. So Vic, what do you do um on a day-to-day basis? Mm-hmm. What's kind of your like nine to five, what's your passion, what's your interest?
3: So I work um in journalism and also social media. Uh, so social media covering like uh, popular shows like Love Island, um, when black women are doing cool stuff. So l- l- I've done loads of reports on black women in publishing, and I also work in fintech in social media. So I just do loads of stuff. So and I also have a podcast. So black
2: girls you know, living, <laughs> yeah, young <laughs> plug.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's me. That's what I do. So what's your interest in like mental health? Like mm. how did that come about?
3: Um, I think. When I first got into journalism, I was doing a lot of reports on mental health and um, I was just like, right, like so many black people really exp- uh, like suffer from this and, you know, experience this. And um, me and my friend Jasmine just decided to make a podcast about, you know, mental health. And we just spoke about our experiences. I think on the first episode, I was literally on the mic saying I have depression, which is kind of crazy because many of my friends don't even know I have it. Mm. So it's like, right, like who? Like if you think about it, that's actually quite crazy but um, it went okay, and then we just continued to keep talking about mental health. Mm. Um, and in a way, we kind of feel just normalised just talking about it. Mm-hmm. kind of feels like a therapy session for us. So um, we we literally just talk about anything. And, and the, the craziest thing is, we have loads of listeners who like message us, like DMs, and we like, oh, you know, thank you for talking about this. I'm going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, after the recording session, I'm like, I kind of feel a bit guilty. Like, oh, man, I wish I was just put on a face and was a bit, bit more positive and just fakes kind of being happy. But then when you get people messaging like, "Oh, you know what? Yeah, f- thanks for being honest about how you feel. I'm literally going through the same thing." Mm. Um, so it's kind of cool that we have a space like that where we can just talk about how we're feeling and like even how race plays in- a part into it mm. and like just different experiences. So I've had experiences where I've I've come up come off my medication like cold turkey, and like my doctor was being an absolute prick. Like literally, I was so scared. Like. I remember I was trying to get the prescription from him. So I told him the door with my foot. <laughs> so I was scared. I was like, you're not going to beat me or anything like that. So I told him the door with my foot and he was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, I'm scared of you. So um, he was he was honestly so strange. Um, but we, we just talk about like literally how frank we are like coming off medication, being on medication, mm. um, you know, um, going to therapy, talking to friends and family, um, stereotypes and how you've been judged, being a black, black being a black person and being on, you know, medication. Like I remember I had this friend once. And I have this alarm that goes off when I have to take my pills, and it goes. And um <laughs> <laughs> okay, we <laughs> really don't know how to do that for you. I'm so sorry. Um, so I was like, okay, I need to take my pills, and she was like, oh, what's that? And I don't know. why. I should have just laughed. It's actually
2: none of her business, though. Do you know what
3: I mean? And she it cut me off, anything. so you know, you know, bad vibes could be gone. Um <laughs> But she was like, oh, what, what you what you taking then? I should have just said contraception. And I was just like, do you know what? It's 2018, I think it was. So I was like, yeah, it's true. I was like, med- um antidepressants, and she was like. Why are you taking this for? And I was like, Oh, I don't them do you people. explain to people? Like, it says it's it's in, in the, the, the name. words. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much what I talk about. And I do feel I do feel over the years I feel more comfort, confident talking about it. And um, yeah, even like people I know message me and like, oh my god, like I didn't know you're going through that. I'm going through the same thing. And it just makes you feel like it makes you feel like you're not the only one like going mm. through this kind of stuff. So mm.
2: just on that note. And obviously, I know that it's quite a sensitive topic. Mm. So if it's anything I'm asking you, that you're yeah, like, sure. eh, just be like, eh. mm. but like <laughs> for you, mm-hmm. at what stage did you actually like accept that you had depression? Mm-hmm. Like, how did it get to that point? Because I think a lot of people have depression mm. or have anxiety or whatever other mental health disorder mm. or condition they have, but they don't actually seek help. So yeah. they don't know that they have it. Mm-hmm. So for you to actually be on medication, mm. you've obviously got to a point where yeah. you have looked up for help. Mm-hmm. But like, how did you get to that point? Like, what what was it like?
3: Um, So I think it happened when I turned 22. Mm. I was getting... So actually, let, let me go back. I think I've always known I've had depression or maybe suffered from very, very chronic low moods. Because mm. like one day I'll be happy... And then the next is kind of like, I'm faking it. Like I'm faking, pretending to be happy. Mm. And I remember this girl made a comment in school and she was just like, why are you so weird? Like, you're always like down. In my head, I'm thinking, you don't mind your damn business. <laughs> really, watch yeah. your own. <laughs> yeah, first of all. But um, I think that's when it kind of dawned on me like, oh, rah, people, other people can see how I feel sort mm. of thing. And I think my parents kind of picked up on it and were like, oh, Victoria's always like down or she's sad or she's always quite quiet. And then, I went to uni, and I had I think sometimes there's so I talking to my doctors they they feel like I have a chemical imbalance, mm. but also I think I've gone through episodes in my life where it's thrown me into depression, um so like a, a depressive episode I'd say so like when I was at uni I had two of those, and those were just like chronic I didn't want to leave the house sort of thing, but now it's kind of like a day to day thing where it's like, okay so how I know what I knew I knew I needed to seek help was when I was 22. And I was getting like really crazy panic attacks. That was the first time I had a panic attack, and it was my first job in the city. And I just, I just, yeah, every, I think everything was just happening. And then I think it was like traumas had just come up, all sorts was going on. So um, my my manager at the time was like, you know, such a lovely man. He was like, you know, I think you should see the doctor. And um, went to see the doctor, and they were like, yeah, we think you have uh, depression and anxiety do you want to go on medication? And I was just like, initially, I was like, no, I don't want to. Mm. Um, because, you know, there was so much stigma around uh, medication and even my parents were like, to me, like, no, don't go on medication, like, it's bad, it's bad. And I'm just like, why would they make something that's bad? Mm. Like, mm. So after six months, I was just like, do you know what? I'm just going to take it. What's the worst that can happen? I think I always told myself it's a, it's a placebo. Perceib- mm. Can't even say the word.
2: Perceibo? You said it, you said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So, um, But then some, a, a mate of mine was like, if you think it's a placebo, why don't you just take it anyways? So then I, I did that and I felt so good. But then I think I was on what was the medication called? Um I can't remember, it begins with a C. And then after six the Telephram. Yeah. Oh, that's
4: me yeah, as well. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> <a> Telephram, gig So Yeah.
0: Scream.
3: I was on that for a little bit and then um I then I just kind of felt like I crashed. I was like, yeah, this is not working for me anymore. And it was just giving me weird headaches, making me feel really, like, nauseous. So then I changed on to Sertraline, and I've been on that ever since. Of course, I've had episodes in between where I've, like, just been like, I don't want to take it anymore, I don't need this. And I've had days where I've had awkward incidents with, like, um, NHS and the clinics. So, like, I've run out of medication, and they won't renew it. Or, like, it'll be an awkward day, like a bank holiday, and they'll be like, yeah, we can't renew it for you. And it's just like, what am I supposed to do? So some days I'll be going going away from it for like going off it for like 3 days and it's just so it's so painful mm. so so painful but yeah honestly if anyone's thinking of going cold turkey please don't like please please seek medical assistance before you come going of it.
4: cold turkey is honestly it's like being thrown into another universe. Because, like, the times that I've gone cold turkey and it really resonated with what mm. you said. It's like, I've just thought, I'm actually doing okay now. Mm. Maybe I don't need it anymore. Let me just see how it go. But, like, it's kind of, with any medication or any drug mm. or anything, if you were to go from taking this thing every single day, it's going cold turkey. Of course it's going to affect your mental mm. well-being. And I honestly thought I was going mad. Mm, like, I honestly thought, like what's going on like I'm going Mm. mad and no one understands And you know my doctor was like if
0: you want to come off you have to like slowly slowly go down you can't just go cold turkey Mm. what are the reasons that they would deny you medication? so there was
3: one time where I had my medication come to Carnaby Street when I was working like near Carnaby to the Boots Mm -hmm. so that means like I'll never have an awkward situation where like I can just go out from work and just go and get my meds so there was one time where they renewed it and I was trying to get into my local in Essex. And they're like, they can't change it. And I was like, this is quite awkward. I can't go to London. Can you please? Because the, the one in London closed at six. And there was no way I'd be able to get, in, get into London in time. I think there was another time. They, it said it ran out and I needed to um, see the doctors for a checkup. Mm. But the doctors had no available space to see me. So I was just like, what am I supposed to do? And they were like, you know, the the pharmacists and boots were like, there's nothing we can really do. You know, I'm so sorry. And it's really, really frustrating um And then what else happened? I think it was a bank holiday, and then I got an emergency one. And the emergency ones are actually a joke because you have to pay. So like normal medication, you pay nine pounds, and I paid nine pounds for emergency one for one. Wow! And it's like you see them cutting it. So like I was like, when I saw her bring it, all I thought like, this one's about to nice me with the whole twenty with the whole twenty eight. You know,
2: <laughs> so it's my date.
3: It's like cool. And then she cut it, and I said, "There's no way." She cut the one and she said, "Okay, thank you, nine pounds." I was like, "Absolutely no way, the cheek." Nice. Yeah.
0: How do you navigate that when mm. when that happens? Like, or do you have coping mechanisms mm. that you put in place to?
3: Mm. Um, I just try and remind myself that this is what's happening, and talk to someone. So I have my boyfriend; he's kind of like my rock. So he's just like, "Okay," in case I like start freaking out, he's like, "Just remember, you're off your medication. This is why you feel this way," and like it's just good to have someone just remind you that it's not. It's not what it's not what it seems because sometimes you can just forget. Like for example, when I've gone cold turkey, I've felt so dreadful. Trigger warning. Also felt like quite suicidal. And then you've had you have to remember that it's not it's not you. It's because you've actually just jumped off a mm. medica- medication. So you just sometimes have to remind yourself, which is kind of hard in the moment. But um, yeah, that's how I.
2: That's how I can I'm really relate that. to that because mm. I lived in Birmingham for a while for like a year. And I had really, really bad low moods, but I was by myself, so I had no one there. So it was just me and my, my low moods every day. Mm. And like, I remember going to the doctors and being like, "Oh, like, like I think I'm like." something's wrong basically like it wasn't that i wasn't that i thought i was depressed i just felt suicidal for a long period of time mm. and i was like i don't know why because everything's actually going yeah going cool and then they she made me keep a diary she's like keep a diary and then i realized it was pms depression of course. and then once i realized it was that mm. my life's improved But and i
3: have that as well because now when mm. i'm in a low mood
2: i'm like i'm in a low mood mm. or whatever and my friends will be my best friend will be like When's your period come in and then she she, she it's like I know, maybe I'll talk to her after this to figure Mm -hmm. out if she does it on purpose. But it makes me be like, my period's in one week. This is PMS depression. Mm -hmm. I'm fine. And then whenever whenever I feel down or whatever, in my head I know this is just Mm -hmm. PMS depression. This is not me. Mm -hmm. I feel fine. Mm -hmm. This is how my body's reacting Mm -hmm. to hormones. So I think it's interesting that you said that it's a sign of the same thing that happens Mm -hmm. with your partner. Because I think for me and my own experience of mental health, when I'm aware of why I'm feeling how I'm feeling, it makes everything a lot easier because it normalises it. Because mm. you you feel more in control. No, definitely. Do you get yeah. what I mean?
4: So when you released that first episode, um, and you said, like, of your podcast, and you said mm. even, you know, family members didn't know. Mm. So what was
3: their reaction when it came out? Um, my brother messaged me and was like, oh, man, I didn't know you were going through this. <clears throat> like, he knew a little bit, but he didn't know fully. And he was just like, I'm here if you need. And that's nice, but it's kind of like, I'm the oldest child, so I feel like I'm... I have to be protective of them. I don't want to go to them with my my problems or... Mm. I don't want to feel like I'm burdening them, even though I know it will never feel like that. But, um, yeah, I had a lot of friends, actually. In fact, I was talking... I was just talking... You'd think that I was in... Just me and Jasmine, like, in our room, because I was talking Mm. bears. I was talking, like, how I used to get bullied by people. And, like, the actual people who used to bully me literally messaged me and were like, you know, I hope it wasn't me. And I was like, yeah, she was. (laughs) (laughs) That's mad. Like, bullies never think they're bullies. Like when someone gets famous,
4: they always mm. talk about how friends from school message them, like "Hi, oh my god, you're doing so well! I'm so happy for you." Enough. It's like, bitch,
3: like mm. we were not doing that back in the day. Like- <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think it was really positive. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like anything. Like you know, you shouldn't have said that. Anything. It
2: was. It was positive. Have you ever had an experience of trying to explain to someone close <laughs> to you what mental health is and just didn't get it? Yeah, um,
3: my parents. Mm. So. I think I told my dad, maybe, possibly. Did I tell my dad? Yeah, when he was, like, a teenager. i like, I think I'm really sad or depressed. Mm. He's like, what's that? He just said, <laughs> go and pray. He just, said, he just said, yeah, they always say go and pray. He said, it's because you're not going to church on Sunday. That's why. It's because, <laughs> um, my dad was like, he just said to me. Actually, no, no, that's not why he said that. He, he probably did say go and pray. But if anything, actually, my dad's quite good. When I have told him, like, I'm depressed. But the way my dad sees it is, it's because a result of something. So when I was unemployed, I think I couldn't get a job after uni and I was quite low. So it's also the depression blues from uni. It's crazy. So my dad was like, yeah, I know you're you're feeling quite low about this, but he only thinks you can feel that way if it's a result of something. So it's like unemployment, but he doesn't really think you can just be it sort mm. of thing. Um, but yeah, this is a random story, nothing to do with mental health, but like when I was younger, <laughs> my friends are like drop dead gorgeous and... Um, we used to whenever we go shopping center, people from Hollister would be like, "Oh my god, you guys should come and work for us." I don't know. I'm doing an American accent and don't talk American <laughs> <laughs> accent. <always> like, <laughs> you guys come and work for us in Hollister, um, and obviously not me because I'm butters. Well, I'm not butters, but oh I was my god, no. anyway, that's no. how you—that's how you felt as a child yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. with those particular yeah, yeah. friends. But my friends are models, anyways. So and don't I, I came models. home crying,
3: came home crying, and my dad was like, "Why are you crying?" I said, "Cause I'm, cause I'm ugly, and everyone was going to work on Hollister." He said, "You're crying because you're ugly." <laughs> <laughs> Well like my dad's, and my dad used to, he used to be like, "You're not paying the rent," so it's, it's always like, it's always like, do you know what I mean? It's always like a situational thing. So it's quite like, logical. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, my mum's a nurse, so when when I when I was suffering from like really bad anxiety, I did tell her, but she, you know, she didn't get it. She was just like, she, uh, "Yeah, she didn't really get it." I think does she get I, it now? No. But oh. the thing is, I don't blame, I don't blame them. Because I just feel like Are they are they where are you from? Uh
2: Nigeria. Uh, were they born there? Yeah. Oh okay. So a lot of their like traditional yeah, values course. are still yeah, instilled in yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah.
3: So I d I don't blame them at all and and I would never say that they're they're bad people for that. Of at course all. not. Um they just don't get it and that's fine. But they support me like in different ways. Like if if anything, like I know that if I lose my job tomorrow i probably be, will be sad and they will help me in that regard. It is annoying that they don't just think, you know, people can just be depressed or have anxiety like it's but i know that with me it's related to trauma Mm. and that's a whole kettle of fish that i can't even open because it's just too much like Mm. too much to i know that once i start talking about those kind of things i will be down for a week like i won't want to talk to anyone for a week Mm. i won't i won't be able to function i won't be able to go to work and then i can't even tell people i can't come to work today because i'm I'm suffering with trauma yeah it's crazy because i think
2: even a lot of black people people in general but According to stats, a lot of black people, like they shy away from therapy. Mm. And I went to have a therapy session the other day. And I went into the room, yeah. <laughs> and the woman, I was like, the woman, do you have a blanket? And like, I love blankets. Mm. I have one in my car, my room. And she was like, um, yeah, I'll get you a blanket. So I sat sit with my blanket. And then she was like, are you all right? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, so we're going to start in a minute. And before she even asked me a question, I was crying mm. my head off. <laughs> I hadn't even got to it. But the idea mm. of having to go to that place... Because the the therapy session was like very specific to something. So let's mm. say I'm getting let's say I'm getting therapy for a car crash incident. Mm. It was like we both knew why I was here. Yeah. This isn't like when you was eight. This is a this day, yeah, this yeah. do you get know what I mean? Yeah. So and, and like before she even got into anything, I was just crying for like ten minutes. It's like mm. you knew it was coming. Mm. Yeah, but it was it's the fear of having to go back to knew. that dark place. Mm. And it's like I think it's it's interesting that you say that because I think a lot of people listening will be able to relate to it. Mm. Cause it just even you saying that brought me back to that place when I was in therapy. I literally only had that session I haven't gone back yet because mm-hmm. I'm like I want a good high mm-hmm. so you can mm-hmm. just balance out because otherwise you'll literally end up no. in rock bottom.
3: I totally feel you. Like I the first therapy session I went to similar to you like I basically it felt like I had opened my breast. it felt like I opened everything to <laughs> Like honestly like it just felt like I was naked she saw everything and it felt like i was stupid because i went during my my lunch hour at work oh okay oh <laughs> yeah no time <tanny. laughs> really to risk. Right? I, like, I, hmm. I didn't know i didn't know that it was gonna we were gonna go that deep really so i felt like it was just it was too much and when i went back to the office i was like okay yep i'm gonna have to put on a face and go home there's no way i can go see that woman again because this is crazy um and I, like like you, I was just thinking, I don't think I can go back there. But then when I went back to therapy, not with the woman, but with another woman, um, I went near my house. So it meant that I would go after work and then I could just sleep. And because the way therapy just knocks you out, I would literally leave at eight and then just sleep and wake up the next morning. Because it was just... But sometimes I'm lucky that if I get a Friday slot, because it's like I don't have to wake up for work. Because sometimes you're still even drained in the morning. Mm.
4: I mean, so I've been diagnosed, like, officially diagnosed Mm. with, like, anxiety and depression for about three years Mm. now. And, like, obviously we should say that, like, for some people, therapy works. Like, Mm. it's a very individual basis. But I think overall there's definitely, like, that race element. Mm. Because I remember when I tried it, for me, it was, like, I walked into the room and it was, like, this massive room that was, like... Bigger than my living room, and like she's at one end, and I'm at the other end. Like we're uh. literally so far from each other, and she's like this white older middle class woman. And just uh, like I had bullying at school, and like part mm. of it was race related. And I'm just thinking, you're not gonna get this. Like we're not, let's not even bother. Like your you know child. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like I felt like the idea is like you said to be so vulnerable and open mm. and I was like how can I do that when I feel like I have to be so calculated with what I mm. say so that it doesn't come across as offensive or racist mm. or something so I was like this is, yeah this isn't gonna
3: work when you said the room was big I just pictured Bruce Almighty <laughs> See the bit where God's all the way down there. Yeah, yeah. And it's
4: like like, we weren't even touching hands. Like she was far, and I was thinking, this is just too.
3: Yeah, because I always thought like if I was to go back to therapy, I would like to have a black woman because the woman I had before she was white, she was South African, and she was very understanding, and she never once made me feel like, um, you know, it's in your head sort of thing. She was very, but I know that she's probably a few. Do you know what Mm. I mean? I'm sure there's Mm. a lot of... Because we know when we interact with a lot of white people on a day-to-day basis we talk about black struggles, we don't even want to because we know that's going to
2: make them feel... Uncomfortable. Mm. I mean, don't know why they're uncomfortable when I'm the uncomfortable one. (laughs) When I'm the the only one here. like,
0: Have you experienced the racism? (laughs) Yeah, I can't say enough how important I think Mm -hmm. it is to have a black therapist as a black woman or a black man for that matter. Mm. Um, I went through about three different therapists before I found the right one Mm. and the the pre the three prior to the one that i found were all white mm. and i immediately as soon as i walk into the room feel uncomfortable uh, mm. with, the, with the white people with the white people because yeah. it's like i know that there are certain things about how i'm feeling mm. simply around even just being a black person in a white majority country mm. but that you just won't understand mm. for
2: you though because like when i went to that lady because i'm going to go back mm. but the, the, what they wanted to offer me was like counseling
0: I don't okay, want counseling. okay, yeah. I wanna go over
2: the shit. I want I want therapy. You want some deep shit. I want real stuff. Mm. They're like counseling or they like I could do um I said I want real stuff. I'm not saying counseling's not real, but it's not what I need. Don't only one getting at me. But like um <laughs> oh like group stuff and I don't, I don't want to do that it's too personal not. I'm talking about business oh, yeah, no. but anyway. some
0: people group therapy really works no I like, do it does for this
2: specific thing that I'm talking about this is not a group setting mm-hmm. I don't know why it's even available but the point is about <laughs> <laughs> no seriously but like so what I want to ask you is when you went to like three people and then your fourth person is who you went with Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you have to open up to those three people every time?
0: No, I think when you walk into the room. So for me, the reason that I even started going to therapy was because my parents were sick and my family was just in complete disarray. Mm. And I felt like we all needed it. But then I needed it as a means of like coping with everybody else's emotions. Mm. Um, And so when I walked in. I immediately would just feel uncomfortable and I'm like, okay, I'm not sharing. Mm. And actually what made the difference was when I walked into this room with this woman, my my now therapist, whose name is Sharon, and she's amazing. If anybody needs, Mm. she's literally around the corner from here, actually. So she's really centrally located as well. And she is affordable let's Mm. just get that out there because therapy is also fucking expensive (laughs) Mm. but anyway um when i walked in she just made me feel really comfortable like and she didn't hug me she didn't touch me because i'm not a touchy feely Mm. type person but we just sat and Sometimes when I go to her, we just sit in silence for like 10 minutes until I'm ready to talk or or she'll just ask me a question and then I'll end up talking for the entire time. So I think it's really an interpersonal relationship like anything else. Mm. You know what I mean? When we walk into this room, I always say this now. Doing this episode or doing this podcast, mm. like you said, Vic, is very therapeutic because mm. you literally just let out your mm. trauma, and let out your mm. how you're feeling on that day, I don't know or about the tears. Mm. It's, it's yeah, true, me like It's, it's a
2: a lot lot of tea. Tea. <laughs> therapy now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: So oh I think God. when you walk in, you just know whether this person could be for you. You know what I mean. Mm. And if you don't feel that way, then I would, I would have second guessed mm. it. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I remember working on the project where people spoke about the importance all the benefits they found of having like a black mm. um, therapist but this lady was like Filipino mm. so she's not black she ain't white wait wait, what? <laughs> oh she Filipino is she is she had a black one and she no 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 the woman that I went that I saw was Filipino oh right okay, okay yeah and cool. she asked me at the right. end like, would you feel comfortable with staying with me maybe she had a bad experience of people saying <laughs> no oh but, oh, I she didn't t- laugh. but she was so lit, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> I don't want anyone else. And she was before? like, my um my appointment list is really really long. And I was thinking, I'm not explaining mm. this to someone again. It is
3: hard, mm. but you shouldn't let that be the because re- that's why I was thinking before I went to the second woman. I went to, I was like, I don't know if I want to open up again. Do you know what I mean? I'm showing my breast again. To <laughs> like like, it's so long. Like it's so long. But mm. honestly, when you find that person, like I was even like, it's wild that the woman that I clicked was a white South African woman. And like, and sometimes you think like therapist by nature, you're getting a lot of money. So I'm like, you're, you're, you're baking, like you're getting it in. Like <laughs> the amount of money I give you. And so it's just like, we just don't do so many, we have so many different On a social
2: class level. Yeah. Like you're yeah. rich.
3: I'm like literally uh, helping around in my household. So it's like, mm. but she literally never made me, never patronized me. And she, mm. she was always like, at a job I worked at, she was always like, um, do you think that they're ignoring you because you're black? Oh, and like. She well, got it. And she she used to say stuff like, do you think you'll pass for a promotion because you're black? Or do you feel like... So we're talking again about, like, colorism And, like, I used to tell her about stuff like that. And she was just like, "Yep, yeah, of course that will, uh, you know, affect you. And, like, she was even to the point... Because when I was working in news, that was when the whole Me Too stuff happened. Mm-hmm. And also I've experienced stuff with, like, sexual assault and stuff when I was younger. So she... She was, like, very smart about it. And she was just very much like, you know, you work in news. Maybe the news could potentially be triggering you. I didn't even think about anything like that. I just mm. thought, I don't even, what, what's, 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 do you know what I mean? But, like, when you read deep, it's like, okay, well, it's, sometimes it's good for someone else to kind of tell mm. you. She helped you connect the lines. Yeah. yeah. And she, like, kind of painted these pictures of, like, um, I forgot what the words were. Like, she had these professional terms, like, um, adult child and baby child and, like, mm. how you feel and, like, how you f- how I am in certain um, situations. As well a result to your childhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, like, kind of how it moulds me as an adult. So, yeah, yeah it was very interesting. I'd love to go back, but it's just, how does it fit in my schedule? It's so awkward. Mm. Like, because my, my job now, there's no space for me to to have.
0: It's interesting that you say that, actually, because I think for me, every, even if I've had a th- a very difficult therapy session, mm. I feel like a weight has been lifted. Mm. Like, so I will leave the room feeling lighter mm. even though i may not be able to go back to work so i mm. get that point but do you feel like the reason that you're in a, unable to do that is because you're walking into a white majority space or do you just feel like like what, how much work uh, well um. just in terms of like going into therapy and then coming out like how much mm. do you feel like being a black woman impacts how you navigate therapy and how you navigate oh, mental health
3: oh yeah so like i think if she was a black woman of course there'll be so much i could probably delve into like we could be. T- I, to be honest, I I didn't even care. Like maybe I don't know if that's a bad thing or not, but I didn't care. Like I told her everything, and if anything, if she was the one that started acting weird, I'll be like, okay, you're not you're not my person. Like, mm-hmm. like that's the goal. Like I told her different <laughs> stuff. Like I am head <laughs> out. You know what I mean? Like I used to say to her, like they, you know, people touching my hair and all this kind of thing. She, and she would just be like, you know, that's that's ludicrous. But sorry, what was the question? Um, navigating as a black woman. Um, referring. Yeah? I think, I think of course. There's like kind of like a feeling at home if if it was a black woman. There's mm-hmm. so much you can just talk about and like not not even have to second guess yourself and think this woman might, you know, she might not relate. But at the same time, there might even be a ther- black therapist that I just don't connect with. Yeah. Like, their vibe might just not be me. Yeah, that can thing. happen too. I feel mm.
4: like I would like to try again because you see you have all had like mm. relatively good experiences. Like mm. I feel like it's worth trying again. I think for me, outside of the race element, the part that I found difficult is the fact that this is a blank canvas. Like, mm. this person knows nothing about you. You literally have to paint the whole picture. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they'll give you advice and you'll be like, why don't you try this? Mm. And in your head you're thinking, that's not going to work because yeah. I tried that two years ago, but she doesn't know that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You have to give them so much information in order for them to help mm. you. And I, some people enjoy that. Cause some people are like, I can have mm-hmm. no filter. But for me, it just felt like I'd, this, there's so much I have mm. to was, tell was you. Was your
2: experience of cancer or with therapy?
4: What is the difference? Wouldn't you say? I feel
2: like therapy is like... I've had a counselling session before. It's like this. You go into the room, you sit down. How's your day today? Good. Okay. What's stressing you out? This. All right. Well, and how why do you
4: d- think you could help that? How do you think you could help I don't know that's why I'm what here! Do
2: think, what do you think is this? It's more like... Bare questions. It was more like that. Yeah, therapy like therapy that. was more like, let's get to the cause. This is my, I only had one session, so I'm not an expert. Mm. Maybe these two can. No, I, I, I agree. But it's, it's more, more like, let's get to the cause. Let's understand what this co- how this cause has affected your your mm. other areas of your life, and then let's help this let's tackle right. those areas of your life. Mm. So if it's a flower bud, the middle bit, that little what's that smelly bit, the pollen, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that bit is the trauma <laughs> or whatever it is that's making you go therapy, mm. and then you got all the petals, yeah. Mm. So when you go to therapy, it's like that's your trauma. And I'm showing you all the petals Mm. and it's petals that you didn't even know existed, the little baby ones underneath at the bottom.
4: That's such a beautiful analogy.
2: I was going to say
0: it's actually a perfect analogy because (laughs) our amazing producer, Leanne, just looked up the definition. And apparently counselling focuses on specific issues and is designed to help a person with a particular problem, such as addiction or stress management. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like cognitive behavioural therapy. Whereas, whereas counselling, whereas sorry, whereas therapy is more long term mm. than counselling and focuses on like a broader range of mm. range of issues. So it's actually yeah, kind of didn't help a me. perfect mm. analogy. I went at
2: uni and they were like, I had some stress. I think it was money stress that I came back after a new term. So how are you fine? I got a new car this term. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh my, what? Are you, what are you helping me with? <laughs> didn't learn as long <laughs> really, Do you know what I mean like the, my mm. life had changed so much from the last week to this week because mm. it's day to day. It's surface. It's surface level stuff. Whereas therapy right. is like. It's
4: deep. Yeah, right. you're
2: not running yeah. from nobody. Mm. You could be in a great mood. You could have won a mil- you could have won a million pounds that day. All your woes could have been gone, but you still got something to talk about in therapy because mm. it's deep shit. Mm. I think I like therapy a lot because
3: when I vent to people, even though they don't listen, I don't really have many people I can vent to. I probably have like three people, um, maybe one who's always available, and I feel like. I feel like people always kind of do this thing where they're just like, okay, cool, let's talk about me now. And I'm always the person that everybody's venting That's to. That's a red flag, you know. And, and, and it's even got to a point where I'm kind of avoiding people
2: at this moment. So I did, I blocked this... yeah. You blocked uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm just... <laughs> block blocking it, blocking Block blocking block. What's up, blocker, 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 blocker. blocker. See, about mental health. Mm-hmm. You see me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> today, <laughs> today, one of my friends was pissing me off. I said, she's going to upset me. I was already feeling a bit overwhelmed so she's going to add to it mm. I just blocked her mm. when I unblock you I'll explain why but in that moment in time you, you was going to impact my mental health in a yeah. negative way and my piece comes first mm. so you're blocked blockity block 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 yeah, block, block. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, and then she <laughs> called me she called me and when she answered the phone because I'm not blocking you because there's an issue I'm blocking you because I'm protecting myself mm. so when she called me I answered no more hey babes you're right because i I wasn't blocking her yeah you're blocking how she was going to make me feel is what Mm. i was blocking i was protecting myself it's not a direct issue with Mm. her i've i've tried to explain it to my friends the ones who i find i'm always having to block i've tried to explain (laughs) it to them no most of my friends i can just say like Mm, because it's about it's it's about intention i have some friends where they can message me and i'd be like not gonna lie not Mm -hmm. right now and even if i say in that tone like not right now which sounds quite aggressive or quite dismissive Mm. They know it's not that. Mm. Shan's probably feeling overwhelmed. She might be feeling anxious. Mm. Or just not right now. She's going to yeah, come exactly. round. I when I come round, I've got more time for whatever exactly. it was. So it's yeah, just about yeah. that. But you know, one of my friends, Janaya, shout out her mum, Belinda, yeah. I was at her house the other day and she was like, you have friends who, in friendships, there's someone who deposits and there's someone who withdraws. Mm. You don't want to be the friend that's keep depositing and the person that keeps withdrawing. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah, see yeah. all those friendships there yeah. where you can call them. Mm. I mean they can call you, call you but, you, but can't, you can't
3: call them. Withdraw. I, you
2: withdraw. Yeah. Cause they're actually draining. They're They're, 100%. they're sucking out all the goodness. Mm. You go to them and be like, Yeah, I'm feeling this way And they're like, Mm You know my boyfriend, yeah. But Li- so basically literally, <laughs> literally, your boyfriend, literally, that he is Cheat on you. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get here? How <laughs> do we get here? <laughs> This is the reality. I'm talking to you about trauma. you i talking to you about your boyfriend who cheats. I'm talking, about, so real life life I'm talking <laughs> about real life shit. I'm talking about real life nice. shit.
4: This is the Dope Black Women Podcast.
0: It's a real thing because I think part of the reason that we do things like that is because, or for me anyway, I can say that I think a lot of people in my life probably depend on me to mm. be that person that they can come to. But I don't know that there's a there's this like inherent thing about like you don't ever want to lock off somebody because you don't want them to feel like they can't come to you for help and yeah. then you become as you said the giver instead of the recipient mm-hmm. more often than not and I think it's so important to have you just mentioned it Vic that person mm. that you can talk to regardless of mm. how many other draining people you have in your life mm. and you said that that's your partner mm. so like in relationships how does that work like how important is it that you're part you have a partner mm. that understands mm. your thing and lives that comes to you as yeah, well yeah, right
4: definitely um and
0: I think- me uh, who's the partner, sir.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> I Absolutely. ain't got no man. I've mean, <laughs> a little
0: this? point, a
2: <laughs> Anyway, shout out you two. Go on.
4: <laughs> I think um I think what's interesting about my example is like so when me and Josh first started dating, after about I wanna say three months, like we went out for dinner and I was like, I have something to tell you. And he was like what like what's going on? And I was like, I'm on antidepressants, mm. and he took it so well. Like he took mm. it so well. I we love from, Josh. We do. Oh, that's <laughs> and from that moment on, he's just he became my person I could mm. talk to.
3: But what's also interesting? Can I say something? sorry? Sorry, Josh yeah. Love is blind.
4: Okay, we're is, not that what you, is that No, 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 no wait, wait. No, is, no, that, is that why
3: happened. you say my person? Because that's what I've been saying it. No, I've been saying you're my person. I and got, it's got my of love person. is blind. Sorry, Karen, <laughs> with your story about Josh. I got, sorry, I got my person. got my person from.
4: Oh my god, What is that show called? It's it's set in a hospital. Love is blind.
2: <laughs> are you right for them. <laughs> are Grey's they that to me. Yes, great Anatomy. Anatomy
4: And there's this scene with two doctors and they're like you're my person, oh, like you're I'm my right. and they're best friends. They're
3: not it's not it's a platonic relationship. <laughs> oh, is it the woman Sandra uh no. Sandra all? Oh. Yeah, you so because no. you were like Yeah, a-. I wasn't sure, cuz I ain't seen great in that me my yeah.
0: lifetime. Anyway, no. sorry carry on with the <laughs>
4: <laughs> But um yeah, what's interesting about our relationship is I think because where I've kind of been dealing with depression for I would say almost like ten years now mm. and been officially diagnosed with three, I'm like I've got to the point where i'm like this is this is it, like mm. I've accepted it as a part of me. It's not a bad thing or a good thing, it's just a fact of life um whereas him being like first of all a man and then a Nigerian man, mm. it's like I've helped him realize he has anxiety like because the more we got to know each other I was like you definitely have anxiety and he's like what no like he got so yeah. defensive the first mm-hmm. time but now we're at a point we can talk about it like you're having a bad day you having a good day how are you so having a partner who gets it is so so important I can't imagine being with somebody who didn't get it mm-hmm. like imagine you call up your boyfriend or your girlfriend like oh I'm having a bad
2: day That like, that's mad still Hi. <laughs> <laughs> before. like i'm like okay so, not with a partner because i've definitely been single for a few years but i've had it with, like in dating like i'm really passionate about mental health and talking about mm. it and like within the first two days i'll bring it up in one way or another mm. and see how the person reacts especially because i date black men mm. and within the black community for some people not everyone because a lot of attitudes are more progressive now but they looked at it as crazy mm. so when i start talking about mental health and you're like Oh, that crazy one, or <gasps> that that one, you or you have to
4: pepper those little. I, I yeah. just did a little
2: test, little jibs mm. and drabs. I ain't, I not told you that I got like I the this guy, yeah, and like because I na- I organically talk about mental mm. health. Not because I'm trying to praise the tell yeah, it, spread yeah, the yeah. nation, but spread, I'm trying to no, spread no, no, the nation. No, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> and one day he went, Shan, do you have some sort of <laughs> no, that's real? Do you have some sort of mental health thing going on? Because every day what? I talk about mental health, and I was like. <laughs> well i have anxiety Mm. yeah but that's not what i'm talking to Mm -hmm. about it it's just important to talk about that's it and he he then opened up and spoke about like his experience of depression he didn't call it that though Mm. he just said like low mood. but his experience of whatever it was that he was going through and ended up being a really like beneficial conversation Mm
0: -hmm. so how do you actually suss out people like when you go on a date and you're trying to figure out how comfortable you can be with somebody in terms of mental health like do you ask them questions do you what do you do
2: I think for me, because I naturally talk about it quite a lot, which for me is a coping mechanism of me understanding why I do certain things, it naturally comes up. So it's not like I have this question that I'm going to ask every person I meet. The conversation on mental health, the topic of mental health will organically come up and I'll then b- base their reactions on that. So it's not a, sh- it's not a strategic thing. Mm. Either way, it's gonna come up within question one. I mean, within like date <laughs> one. <laughs> one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 All right guys, don't laugh at me. Exactly. paper date, number two. Date one know? or date two, Like it's, it will naturally come mm. up and I'll see how they respond to that. Do you get what I mean? Mm. Or, it might, or they might meet me, I'm in a rough patch. So I've had to meet, I've met a guy before where I met a guy I was really interested in. I've been, you know what? Right now, my headspace is fucked. Mm. I'm not gonna be a good person to be around. I probably, it's probably worse if we don't talk right now. And I'll come back to you in a few weeks and we'll revisit it. And if you're not here, then God didn't want to chat to you, it. That's mm. it.
0: So essentially, people will just show themselves up at some I point I feel like in people time. will
2: show them, yeah. But I think mm. everyone's, everyone's situation is different. So I feel like if I was someone... I've had PTSD and anxiety. And so for me, I've had them both for quite a long time. It's only anxiety that I got like actually diagnosed with recently. So with that, I've got a lot of coping coping mechanisms that work for me so it's not really so much about like me meeting someone and having to explain it because I've really got it under control in most circumstances it's when it's not under control I then got to explain it does that make sense yeah Mm.
0: you know what's mad about that or what's mad about the conversation that we're having right now I remember going to a wedding late last year and the night before the wedding were like you know a bunch of women in the room ranging from Women that are about in their early 20s to the mother of the bride, grandmother of the bride who are in their like late 60s to late 80s. And every single black woman in that room was on some sort of medication for anxiety, depression, et cetera, et cetera, bar the grandmother. Oh, wow. And so I think it's just something that's so prevalent in our community that we don't talk about. And I'm just it's. It's unfortunate that we don't, I I guess the conversation is shifting Mm. and like this podcast, like your podcast, we have more opportunities to really talk about it. So Mm. I just kind of, I'm so happy that you're doing the work that you're doing because Mm. otherwise I'm sure most people wouldn't even have the capacity to say or the strength or the the courage to say actually this is yeah. me too because we all, everybody in that room knew each other for a very very long time mm-hmm. and that was the first time that i'd ever heard anybody else talk mm-hmm. about anxiety or depression or anything like that
2: so even i know that you've spoken with josh about your mental health and it's impacted yeah. you know him maybe understanding that he might have anxiety
3: yeah
2: that in itself god forbid anything happened to you and josh but look how much you would have changed his life mm-hmm. and his impact and understanding of mental health so my little brother he's come to me when he's experienced low mood or when he's been feeling in a way that's quite traumatic and he needs someone to be there but it's because of, of how I talk openly about mental health mm. that he sees it as a safe space and I got that from my mum so my mum worked in a mental health college doing something unrelated like she was doing like marketing and branding but for like the NHS but she got so inspired by the work she was doing that she would always come home and talk about it mm. so because of that I grew up thinking that mental health was normal to talk about mm. and even though sometimes she would be in experiences that was quite scary like I remember I went to work for this particular NHS college and I did like photography for them and if I found let's say If you're one of the patients there and I had a camera towards you, you would freak out because you hate pictures. So Mm -hmm. like the environment I was in was quite scary, but it still was very normalized into mental health. So the more we do these things, the more we can only like Mm -hmm. create better attitudes towards mental health in our communities, man. Mm -hmm. This is the Dope Black Women Podcast. For me, it's so important that someone gets it, because I've got Mm -hmm. a friend and she's in a relationship and her partner just doesn't get it. If your partner doesn't get it, they're not gonna get you mm. because yeah. I've got another friend who's got a depression, yeah, mm. Sorry, and she's she's very like <laughs> flaky, mm. very like she forgets a lot of things. And I lived with her for a year, and when I lived with her, I found her very frustrating. And it wasn't until she explained to me, I have depression. I knew she had depression. I knew yeah. she was on medication, mm. but she explained to me, Shan. I have side effects of depression which are X, Y, and Z. Mm. And these include X, Y, and Z. And those are the X, Y, and Z things that are pissing yeah. me off. So once I acknowledged that, I said, mm. Oh babe. <laughs> 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 like, I yeah. I like, do you know what I mean? I have changed everything. Cause yeah, now yeah. when you're doing things to trigger me, I need to it's mm. I need to work on me. Mm. It's not, it's not your what was it that she used to do? Like she used to always forget like, like actually important things, but it was part of her depression. So when, when that would happen, I'd be like, Cool. I need to repeat myself for the fifteenth time today because she needs that extra support from mm-hmm. me as her friend. But, like, if your partner doesn't get that... It's Pete. You're jarring. Yeah. It's Do you get really what I mean? Pete. Like, And that'll cause conflict, mm. and that'll cause tension. Mm. So, I just think...
3: Yeah, I think I'm really, really lucky because I don't know how I'd get through majority of the stuff I've been to bring through without my boyfriend because, as I said, I'm literally, like, everyone's... Everyone's Agony. therapist. Mm. Yeah, like, people are just like, oh, Vic, Vic, this... And I'm just like... What 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 kind of attitude am I giving you lot? That's making you think they could just talk to me anyhow. Like, <laughs> like I had someone message me the other day, like, oh, Vic, I'm so low. I'd love to chat to you, and I'm like, what's that <laughs> my forehead? Why I want me? To talk to. Why me? And then I I I started to battle with, am I a bad person for ignoring people? Because mm-hmm. like, I I just like I physically now now I'm literally I'm so drained that. There was one that particular night I was so drained. I couldn't even sleep because I was replying to people. And then I remember the next day at work, I was still replying to people, listening to people's voice notes at work. And then I stopped and I was like, I'm literally figuring out everyone else's problems. But not yours. But my own. And Mm -hmm. these times I was on. I was having shit. I was having shit going around in my life. No, honestly. And I couldn't even tackle it because I'm helping X, Y and Z. But now I'm starting to think, do you know what? It's actually okay to air people because that's how they air me.
2: Yeah, 100%. And it's really okay. <laughs> Look, there's this, there's this tweet that I saw, yeah, mm-hmm. and it said, I'm super big on ghosting to get my affairs and mental health in order. No one's got me like I've got myself mm-hmm. and I'm good to nobody else unless everything with me is patterned first. Period. And when sure. I say I really agree with that, but I think sometimes when you are that person that everyone goes to, it makes it's, it's not as easy as that mm-hmm. because you feel guilty. So, like, I've got a friend who's lost a child, yeah, oh. and it's, like, one of my best friends. Mm. But because I've been going through a lot of stuff, I feel like I'm in their um, space they're going to clock my, my, my energies off yeah. because they're my close friend mm. and then it's going to become about me. Mm. When actually, in the grand scheme of things, what I'm going through to losing a child is not mm. quite comparable. So i just distanced myself for like three, four months. Maybe like three months. Mm. And in my head now, it's like I've got to go back to this person and explain to them, mm-hmm. I've distanced myself of supporting you mm. to support me mm. so I can support you. Mm. And I've been avoiding having this conversation for a long time because if they don't get it, it's just a write off and I was thinking like a bad friend but actually if my mental health is not okay I I can't can't help you in any capacity Mm. because sometimes
3: I'm helping people and
2: I'm literally like I remember I was on the phone
3: to my friend she was like freaking out because her life was in shit and then I was like literally doing like, sometimes, but sometimes I feel like people just literally want, want to hear good things. Like, you're dope, you're great, you're doing well, you're doing well. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> <the palace. laughs> and I was literally, I was literally on the phone to and I was crying, but like, I was still like happy, like, you're, you're great. And I was literally crying. Nah. And I was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. So, like, literally last week, I was like, yeah, everyone's gonna have to take a back seat. And I don't really, I don't really give a shit, to be honest, because mm. it's so unfair on me. It's so, it's so bloody unfair. And like, the fact that really and truly my boyfriend is the person I go to. And he, he's like, you got so many friends. I'm like, I do. But do I really? <laughs> <laughs> it's, true, so it's true. It's true. Once i actually listen. And that's what I said before. Like, I can't stand. This is why I love therapy, because I feel like I can just talk. And even mm. to a woman, I can say to her, I just want to talk today. And, or maybe I just want to talk for 30 minutes. Because sometimes I'll be talking to people and they'll be interjecting. And I'm just like, no, let me talk. Like, and I feel like for me, that's what helps me a lot talking and even journaling so you know right now money is tight so I can't really afford to go therapy so I've been journaling and like honestly I've realized I'm only journaling when I have bad days which could be a good and a bad thing but it's good to journal because you can just look back and like I look it's so mad because like I literally journal like I've been crap at it like once a year so I look back I'm like wow I was really worried about that that was literally a minor Mm -hmm. so sometimes it's quite good and it's even good to just kind of like see your progression Mm. so like I'll be writing stuff like oh you know I was really depressed because I was ignored and you know they gave it to a white man or some stupid stuff like that and I'm like right like you're really valid in in mm. feeling that way. I so. don't remember that happening. Mm.
4: I think it'd be worth for you to also journal the good days. Definitely. I think that is mm. a good because I remember when I was a kid and this time, this time I know, like I was literally like maybe 6 and my mom, my mum was like this kid has anxiety. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> because, this kid needs help.
4: This kid is like, She do you know what she said to me? She said you were a difficult child, but I knew you were going to be a brilliant adult. Oh, wow.
2: <laughs>
4: so she bought me a, when I was a kid. She bought me a calendar, and on it she would buy smiley faces and sad faces. And every day she'd be like, "Was it a good day or a bad day?" And then so she put them. And at the end of the week, she'd be like, "See, there was only there was only two sad days. It wasn't a oh, bad week." So like when you, see, oh, <laughs> when you can actually see that's such yeah. a good moment. When you can actually, so I think that's why it's important mm-hmm. to journal the good things as well, because you can look back at the last week or the last month or even the last year and be like, "Do you know what?" It wasn't as
3: bad as exactly. I thought it was at the yeah, time. No, definitely. I think journaling is very mm. important.
4: So we talked a lot about friends and family that rely on you too much. Like, are mm. you talking about how you feel like 99% of your friends will be like, you're the one that mm. they rely on. Um, I saw a tweet the other day. It was about black parents, but I feel like it could be related to any parent or even like friends and family for that matter. And it's like, the actual tweet itself was, um, black parents need to realise in order to start a conversation about mental health, you have to do more than say, you know, you can talk to me. And that is mm. so true. People will be like, you know, you can talk to me. Listen. You know, you can talk to me. You know, I'm here, but there's no follow up. Mm. <laughs> like, that's
0: no... That's what is the follow up though? Like, what, what would you suggest? It needs is to be like, more direct.
2: Like, be like, how are you, you okay feeling today? today? Yeah. Sad. Why? I notice you've been down. Why? Like, actual, mm. my mum, yeah. That's my home skillet biscuit, <laughs> yeah. My mom's my broski. So you don't know already. Yeah, my mom's my talk. bro. However, as much as she's my bro, the other day she must have sent me this message, and I literally was crying, and it was basically saying like, Shan, I love you so much, and I'm always here for you, and because she's always busy with work. If I'm, if you ever message me and I'm busy. Or I said, cause sometimes she's a bit rude, that actually stinks. Mm. And I'll call her and she'll be like, no, seriously, she's a bit rude. I'll call her and she'll be like, I've got a client call right now, I'll call her, speak to you later. I'll speak to you later, so call me after nine. Sorry? I just phone. It's actually quite rude and dismissive. But she, this message was her showing me that, was her explaining mm. that, even if I do that, That's if you happening. need me, I'm available. Mm. So she said that to me and then we went out for dinner a few days later. And I brought it up, I said, "Mom, that message you sent me, because it was, it was really long and it, pro- it was a voice note, so you really heard her emotion, mm. love, passion. And I said, "Mom, <laughs> that message you sent me made me cry. Like, what, what made you want to do that? And she mm. was like, nothing. I just wanted you to know that I'm always here. Oh, I said, okay, but I want you to unpack your message. If you had really sent me a message saying, I'm busy, talk to me after nine, mm. and I was going through a suicidal moment, do you think I'm going to call you back? of course I'm not because yeah. you're busy and call you be you know
4: like Right, let me call her now. I said,
2: "Mummy, I, I get what your approach was because she she told me that she sent a similar message to my brother as well. And so like, I get what your approach was and the intent behind it was proper lit or mm. sick, whatever. But just think about what you're actually saying. Mm. I said, I get that you're busy and you've got, because my mum's got four kids in it oh, wow. and I'm the oldest. Mm. So it's like, I get what she was trying to say, but it's like, we both this is something we both got to work on. So mm. I've got to work on trying to be brave enough to come to you even when you seem busy and you've got to work on your delivery when you're busy mm. because otherwise it's gonna make me not want to come to you for anything. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah,
4: because I feel like some people say it like as a throwaway comment, like, "Oh, you know, you can talk to me, friends. Oh, you know,
2: I'm here for friends. you, friends. Like, talk to me whenever, babe. If you need my hair, no, you're not, dickhead."
4: <laughs> but it's like when um, when someone dies and someone's mm-hmm. like, um, "If there's oh, I feel sorry need. for you. If there's anything, if there's anything you need, oh, I need money. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, you need to do Wait, beyond the cliche comments. Yeah. Hmm? Wait."
0: I need money.
2: Oh, no one said that, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but sometimes that's what you need but that's when a, people die oh that's that's you're saying I need oh okay okay like, yeah, yeah. like she's saying people are it's offering for oh, help and yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. do it and I'm like yeah, yeah I need someone's okay, died no, no, you no, see no, the GoFundMe pages that someone yeah, dies, yeah, yeah. and someone dies now it's me I well, need like, money you can't round, give me 3,000 pounds come round and
4: pounds. cook me dinner like if I'm in bed and I literally can't get out of bed and I see your message like if there's anything you need let me know I'm not messaging I going to message back I need you to take the action I need you to come round and be like let's go or let me cook you dinner or something.
2: I do think that was harder. hard think I do is such a hard thing to know how, how to not manage not just even deaf, like mental I health know in general yeah yeah, yeah, yeah 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 it's hard
3: there's actually an app um, uh, it, Headspace that's dope I used to have that I don't the... use it
2: but everyone everyone What's recommends Headspace? it it's like an app that's really good for meditation mm. oh,
3: okay, I'm sure there's other functions okay. to it
2: but all my friends that recommend it to me is for meditation mm. but I haven't really no, I meditated once I went to the Just Date Girl event oh, that, we yeah, went yeah. To, that I went to it was like how was it? Did you hear about it?
3: No, no, no. How's meditation for
2: you? <laughs> well, the thing is, I didn't know I was. I didn't know I was going there to do that. So I, I was just start with my little boots. I wore I heels. Oh my! God. I don't wear heels for nobody. I went out this day. You know, you like. You know, you're like. I want to go out. I want to look sexy. i want to look cute. I'm to look. Anyway, then, I'm coming off track. But the point about it is, that I is went it's out it's and insane. I was like, I want to look pain today, yeah? Mm. And I went out to this like love event. I thought I was going to learn about dating and love. But no, no, no. It was very interactive. It was very oh, much God. you. And the woman started, said, Close your eyes. And I was thinking, I ain't closed my eyes. She's like, Close your <laughs> eyes for two minutes. And then she started talking. And then she was like, That bit that you're, she started like answering questions and you had to focus on mm. what she was talking about. And then she was like, That bit you're ignoring. If it keeps coming in and something else is trying to come in, focus on that. This sounds weird to explain now, but the point of the matter is no, she I made keep. me go to a place mm. I didn't even know existed. Yeah. I was crying after that oh, bitch. No. And I was by myself. My best friend was late, as oh, usual. No. And she didn't. She walked in yet. Yeah, and I felt someone just touched my hand and I just screwed her like, the silly bitch. <laughs> but I was just like so emotional because mm. it was like, you really are just reviewing your thoughts. It's like being trapped in your trauma. Yeah, mm.
0: definitely.
2: And it's Good dark because it your eyes though. are closed.
0: That sounds so scary.
2: Mm. Sorry. It's like, it's it seems like, to be a good thing to do. Sorry, guys. No, it's <laughs> no, no,
4: like no. mindfulness. Like, I remember I did go to a mindfulness class. When it started, I was like, this is bullshit. Because they were like, okay, hold the raisin. Mm? and then Raisin? Eat that no, shit. No, <laughs> no, because the idea is like... <laughs> sorry, sorry. So when you start, sorry. they each... Like, say it was a group setting and you each get a raisin. Oh, they and... give you the raisin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, not in this covered <laughs> environment. They were not <laughs> <laughs> this is a while back. This is like three months ago. But it's like, first, like... Just feel the texture of the raisin yeah. and then smell it and then taste it. And it's basically like being able to be in the moment. Mm. Like all you're thinking about is this, is how it feels or how it tastes or how it smells. So that when you're walking through life, it's like what is going on at this precise moment in time? Don't think about mm. what happened last week or what's going to happen next week. Just focus on... This bus journey, or focus on enjoying this song, or focus mm. on walking down the street. Mm. Like how you can if, get if to anyone that having space, a panic
2: attack, that's actually one of the best, like yeah. one of the best things to do mm. to focus on stuff around you. So like, if we're in this room, to be like, this is the table. Mm. I can hear that sound. I can. I'm walking. Do you know what I mean? So that's mm. that's like, really to good. Present
4: yourself. Yeah, and
2: to really yeah. calm you down.
0: What? um I thi- think that there are some like that sounds like a really good coping mechanism but I think there are some really dangerous ones as well like or that you think you're coping but you're not actually coping mm-hmm. so for me one of my quote unquote coping mechanisms last year what do what you think I'm going to say? Dick? Dick! <laughs> <laughs> hey! hey! <laughs> I wasn't going to say that for the record I wasn't Mental thinking health. that I was not thinking that Lord of Jesus. I mean she ain't lying she the ain't what, lying though no. way, the way it, it all is in silence we all take each other of like uh, Wait, <laughs> what did you gonna what say, I think I was going to say
2: Dick.
0: oh no I wasn't going to say we. I wasn't for me no Well, no,
2: I, so think, I think a that- lot of people have- that self-medicate weed, yeah i'm actually sure. like depressed and have anxiety but they fail to admit no 100% mm.
0: no i don't think that weed is a coping mechanism or i don't think it's a good one but you're right about that a so lot of people do self-medicate but for me just going back to what you guys were talking about before is that last year in particular when i was going through a rough time instead of like focusing on myself and really kind of being mindful i guess mm. um i poured myself into everything else so Making sure that everybody else was okay and keeping so busy with everybody else's problems that it wasn't, (laughs) I wasn't focusing on my problems, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know. And then I think the one time that I tried to reach out to somebody and they kind of shut me down and then that was it. I just kept pouring myself into like other people's issues and Mm -hmm. being like, okay, I'm being a good person. This should Mm -hmm. help me to feel better because Mm -hmm. I'm helping other people, but it didn't for the same reasons that we're talking about so what are like good coping mechanisms that you guys Mm. have like found that definitely works for you i know as you said having a person Mm. and reminding yourself that like this is just this Mm. moment but do you have other coping mechanisms that you guys
3: i think what liv said with what her mum did when she was younger there's an app i used to have i think it's called if you write down mood on the app store it'll come up it's like a it's got like an orange smiley face Mm. it, it reminds you it says what mood are you in today And like, it's basically like a calendar. So like Monday, you can click sad, next day, whatever, whatever. And you can kind of make descriptions so you can write depressed.
2: I think I had this app before. Yeah,
3: I had it for like when I was going through a very, very tough time. because I was like, I need to track how I'm feeling. So, and then you just look back and you're like, oh, okay. Um, It wasn't that bad. Like, because sometimes you just feel like it's just raining all the time. But sometimes it's like, oh, actually, most days are actually quite, you know, subtle. Like the sun's actually out some days. Um, And I think also journaling, that helps me a lot. What else? I think just being by myself sometimes. Mm. Mm. Just not being around people. Because I also have... I don't have social anxiety, but I don't like people. So, <laughs> <laughs> but <bye. laughs> See <ya. laughs> So, and I'm always the person, like, if I go out with my friend and we're with new people, and they're like, oh, we want to mingle, but Vic, you do it, you start the conversation. And I'm just like... And I don't mind doing it, but in my head, I'm thinking, I'm exhausted. This is everyday me. It's yeah. everyday me. And I'm exhausted, and I feel like... And I feel like when I'm with people, I don't want them to, to sense my negative energy. Mm. So sometimes I put on a face. So when I saw you outside and you were like, you, oh, yeah. you feel how I feel. I was like, Run, damn it. She saw me. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn it. I was going to put on a face before I saw you. Lot. But, um, so, um, I love her keeping it real. Honestly, so like, by the time, so sometimes after social events, now I have to be strict myself. So it's like social events. I try to go at least once a week. Yeah. Because before, I was doing it three times a week, four mm-hmm. times a week. I'd be going home, my cheeks was hurting, everything was hurting me. And I'm You'll just yeah, that's and, and you're just, all that fake conversation. And you know sometimes when you're talking to people, you don't like to look at your phone, so you're just staring in their eyes. Because things, I like to leave a good impression. So you want to make them feel like, yeah, I really get this conversation. And you want to go, yeah, tell, somebody, that's a good somebody, yeah. But it's just like, do you know what? It's actually exhausting. So sometimes it's just being realistic with yourself and being like, do you know what? For me... I'm just a hun who wants to go home, watch Netflix and watch a cute movie Mm. and drink pink Moscato instead of being on all the time. All the time. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I've definitely got better at like, you know, I could have organized dinner out with my friends from like literally three months ago. If it gets to the day. Like I'm much better now. Be like, do you know what? I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm. I, I can't. Power I need that- to go home tonight and just have a bath and go mm. to bed. And the friends that are like, ah, they're not real friends. Mm. Tell them again. Do you know what you're I mean? Plot. If you're gonna be like, Oh my God,
3: <laughs> like, how can you do? Do you want me to come and be depressed? Is that what you prefer? I mean, do you want me to come and be in a mad, um, awful mood? Like, then be like, why'd you it? come? It.
2: The nerve. Dead energy. nerve. I think with me, I've got like so many different variations. I have PTSD, which is from a traumatic experience when I was younger. Mm. I've got from two different ones and then I've got anxiety as well, low. But anyway, it, so it depends on different stuff. So like with, I think sometimes it's just being accountable for your own self. So like, I don't mind taking mental health days mm. at work. But I think you got to get to a certain level where you're comfortable in whatever you have to be able to request that. Yeah. So if I wake up in the morning, I, I just don't want to go to work today. I'm just not going to work today because if I die tomorrow, they will replace me. They'll do one email. I'm sorry for her loss. True and that. then the next person said the next week, freelancer. hey.
4: <laughs> yeah. Position has just opened. No, I'm
2: not doing it. And then like, I think also it helps, and this isn't always, this isn't always available for everyone. But you've spoken about it. Liz mm. has spoken about it. Leanne hasn't but I'm sure she has it it's having that accountability partner Mm -hmm. that person you can trust so for you two it is your partners and for mine, it's my best friend I've been best friends with her for 16 years Mm. so she's been through that trauma with me because we've literally been like ride or dies so like when I have when there's certain experiences that I know when there's certain experiences relating to like the PTSD stuff I know that I can call her mm. and she'll help me to ration, like, rationalise it and she'll, she'll talk me through it. And I guess I kind of have like a mini therapy session, mm. but it's having that person that you can talk to. Because I think a lot of people, when they have whatever mental health condition it is, or they're maybe just experiencing general anxiety or low moods, because it's not always mental health, mental health, mm. they don't talk. And I think that they're, they're, they're the, the cheapest and easiest and most accessible thing we can all do to help us is to just talk mm. even mm-hmm. just talking to yourself even yeah. voice noting yourself I well, heard yeah. that some people do that you know listen I was
3: thinking to do it but I was like that's like listen to a podcast but, it's a bit mad yeah. isn't it <laughs> but honestly just get it all out there sometimes like, when I'm in my room though I do talk to myself I'm like why am I feeling bad today oh it's because of this and then I'm like okay what can we do to fix this okay we can't do nothing to fix it we move so <laughs> <what do> I- <laughs> we move
0: I do this all the time as mm. well by the way it's, it's crazy well just talk to yourself but, in the shower yeah yeah you- in the show, so I remember there was a partner that I was dating. This was kind of shortly after my parents passed, and I guess I wanted him to be my person.
2: And we're all using this now, yeah. My person, <laughs> my person. Love is blind. No, but we used to call each other <laughs> on <Our> Netflix. <laughs> sorry, we
0: actually used to call each other our person. I think oh. I, I also got it from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Um, sorry to break it to you, but Grey's Anatomy is older. Than Wait, Love
3: so, is did, blind. so did so did, so did so did Love Is Blind get it from Grey's Anatomy? Yeah, Grey's Anatomy oh. is like ten oh, okay. years old.
0: Yeah, like, okay. it's not. Sorry. sorry, sorry, I need to watch this show because everybody's been talking yeah, about you do. It. But I remember, um, I was going to a funeral and it was the first funeral I'd been to since my parents had passed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really need you to come. And he was like, Why? I don't get it. He was like, It's been however many years, <gasps> no, like, I don't see it's a big deal. And I was just I'm like, and the context, Literally. To, the context to this is that my mom never had a funeral because she didn't want one. Yeah. So it was the, you know, she like... She just got cremated? Yeah, she was cremated. Okay. So this would have been the first funeral of somebody else's mother that yeah. I would have ever been to um, since that time. And he was like, yeah, just think... And I think this is a cultural thing as well because many Jamaican people feel like this, but he was like, oh, you know... Depression is for rich people. Poor people don't have time for depression. I'm so tired. Wow. What else do we have time for? Because it's not to spend money. <laughs> when in actuality, poor people suffer from depression, but just don't have the mechanisms. Or the, or, the or the vocabulary. the education to understand
2: yeah. what they're going through. What the hell? Yeah.
0: And so literally after that moment. Did I you would, go? Well, no. Not, oh, to, the, to the funeral? Yeah. Yeah. And he came and he was really supportive. Oh, that's good. But after that, I never, ever, ever, ever opened up again mm. and then what i would do is i would go in the shower and cry
2: and like oh, talk to myself so and like talk myself through it have you not ever cried yet in the shower where there's just a rain on your face yeah yes. all the time don't you know, know, all don't the know there's a the shower, you know, shower yeah and you've got the mirror above the sink you walk <laughs> backwards you look in the mirror and you're like yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, actually. When was the last time you guys <laughs> cried? Shan's <laughs> crying so right ugly. now. <laughs>
4: I look so ugly. I always do. It. You come out, You come out of the shower. You feel really very and I think mean, you see yourself in the mirror. And you're like, right. And you're, you're all people's scars. just all down. And shit. <laughs> That's <laughs> a red.
3: Uh, no, mad, last don't. time I cried was, I think, last week. And I hadn't Same. cried. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you cry? My boyfriend pissed me off. <laughs>
2: give me a jumper? <laughs>
4: <laughs> is that why? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> we have an argument. The thing is like I am a um emotional cry in that like if I'm angry mm. I'll cry. That's if I'm irritated I'll cry. If I'm upset I'll cry. And like people think oh you're being dramatic but it's like I've now Release this emotion in a healthy way, mm. and now it's gone. Yeah. Would you rather me punch a wall or, or shout punch you. At you? That's what like, they want. Do you know what I mean? That's what they want. Like I've cried. It's over now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's
3: good that you know that about yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I th- the last time I cried was last week, and I hadn't cried three months before that, which was weird. And I'm like, you, I cry all the time, and I love crying because <laughs> it makes me feel. It makes me feel like okay, I feel yeah yeah. Like even when I watched To All the Boys I Loved Before. Number two, I didn't cry. I should know. Did I cry? No, I did I, I, I don't cry a film, I didn't it's cry a bit different. But when I no, i cry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Literally I was about to cry when she was saying about her mum and the stickers.
2: aww No. Nah, a lot a lot after day I wanted to cry. Thank this 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 session's been really um I've had a really long day. Oh. <laughs> I've had a long week, a long life. Long <laughs> <laughs> I think all of
0: us have had a long. It's just a lot been a
2: while, me. but I think it was nice to have this poetry <laughs> session that was free. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> still on the NHS waiting list. So. <laughs> Girl, Thanks for today, guys. And um, where can we find out about you? People want to listen, they want to connect, they want to read your articles. Uh, so you can catch me on Victoria Sunusi on Twitter, Vic
3: Sunusi on Instagram, and Black Girls Living Podcast, wherever you find your podcast. Whoop, whoop,
0: whoop. Oh, 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 oh. Thanks so much for listening, guys! Don't forget to rate and subscribe th- to the podcast wherever you get them from. Um, on Twitter and Instagram, we are Dope Black One, and on Facebook, we're just Dope Black Women. We'll be back with you next week. Until then, stay blessed and unapologetically black, all the way black,
2: blackly black, blacktastic. Hey! <laughs> I'm so worried. I'm I'm not gonna do it? <laughs> now. You? Do I do it now, guys? <laughs> <laughs> nice.
3: No, it's actually Mac. I done my
2: nails today, yeah. And the Chinese lady was like, "Oh, coronavirus." Oh Wait, why she's doing? What are she doing that for? No, and she was like, I have, "My lips are burning," and I'm like, "Why are they what? burning?" And she's like, <laughs> "She was like, her lips are burning," and I was like, "Why are they burning?" And she was like, "I had ginger," and I was like, "Why did you have ginger?" And basically, there's some next ginger tea thing that she's had to get rid of the coronavirus. And Wait, she, she believes got, that
3: ginger's
2: the. And she made why it. does she it? need to get rid of the? No, no, uh, like to, no, not to get rid of it, to, like, keep her, like, keep her at, at bay. bay. Okay, and okay, she, was, okay. she, she she's like, to me, so do you she... want tea? And you know I like tea, but I don't know to you offend anybody. So I was like, okay. <laughs> and then she gave me this tea in this cute pot and it was just chilling, yeah? And I just let it stay there. Because, like, you gave it to me now. It's up to me who I want to drink it. She came over, like, you drink tea? You drink tea? I'm like, no.
1: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com